like a moment from a horror movie. You have been hanging out in the wrong clubs, Mr. Wayne. I've seen this movie. Smoke and mirrors, guys. Welcome to the movie factory. Join the club. We've got jackets. And you stole it from a movie. We want you in our club, kid. Hey everybody, welcome to Burke Reviews Movie Club. I'm John Burke, and with me as always, Corey Starr. Hello, hello. And we are recording this at a different time than usual because mishaps occur in day-to-day life. But we're here this week to wrap up the month of August, which was Stream With Me. And our last movie for the month is The City of the Dead, which we watched on Shudder, um, a service that you can get by itself or as part of AMC+, Plus. we've learned recently. Uh, so lots of different ways to get a hold of Shudder now. Um, so if you're not exclusively a horror fan, uh, you can just get AMC+. Plus, and then you have the access to Shudder instead of just subscribing to a horror streaming service. But um, before we get into our review of The City of the Dead, we like to catch up with how we've been doing and some of what we've been watching since the last time we've recorded. So, Corey, how's it going? I've had a week. Um, I'll keep it brief, but... I've been dealing with craziness in my life and I had to come into the 21st century and I now have a ring doorbell. So that's been interesting. Um, Yeah, but good. I got to go to the fair this week and got to go to the movies and yeah, good times. How are you? Uh, it's it's been a week for you know different reasons, just like work related stress and and the uh, mm. the world that we're currently living in. But um, it ended on a, a pretty positive note. Uh, it's one of my my coworkers and friends' birthdays today officially. But we we hung out last night and watched uh, the room. Um, that's right, the Tommy Wiseau uh, directed, starring, and written film, The Room from two thousand three. Uh, on my birthday, we watched Troll two um, because that friend brought it and was a, it was his idea to watch this you know bad movie that so is bad entertaining it, it, yes but bad movies that are entertaining and that was okay. uh we had a blast watching the room last night uh it was a group of four of us and we were just cracking up and then we played this uh a while ago kathy bought me this um it's a movie game i don't want to call it a trivia game there's you need to know like movie titles in a way but it's not so much like trivia but um there's two different rounds it starts off like you have two teams and you go head to head, which has got like a uh, family feud kind of vibe. Like I say a movie title, you say a movie title, go back and forth built around a topic. So like the prompt might be uh, movies about sports. And then so I say Rudy and then you say this, we go back and forth and whoever wins that round gets the advantage in the next round where the team becomes a part of it. And then uh, you have three cards. One of them you can uh, give a clue by simply saying a single word. You can only use one word to describe the movie and the person has to guess what the movie is based on that one word then a quote and you can either actually quote the movie or make up a quote that maybe would have made sense in the movie. And then the last one is old school charades, right? You act out something and they have to guess the movie. And so um, each one they guess correctly, you get the card and each there's uh, six genre cards and the first group to get six genres wins. And we had a blast playing that after watching the room. Um, but my brain to kind of emphasize my week though, my brain was so turned off yesterday that when it was my head to head, uh movie event my my topic was movies that begin with the i could only think of one was and it I know, the room no that's the worst part Corey. <laughs> oh no the box was sitting in front of me and i didn't even say the room like 
it didn't even register. I, I choked like in a way I've, I've only seen in movies, people choke as hard as I choked last night, because obviously the expectation, like I'm looking at with the movies I've watched this week and there are four movies, five. I didn't even think of the movie that we're about to talk about five movies from this week alone that started with the could not think of one of them. I've watched five this week. Um, and it was just exactly how my brain was all week. It was just like, I, I'm running on E I definitely need to, uh, to maybe take some time this weekend to rest. Um, but, uh, but I woke up at six and I ran three miles and then I watched uh, the movie for next week's movie club. So, okay. You know, I, you know, sometimes you don't rest and then that's why your brain doesn't work on Friday. <laughs> oh, no. But, um, anywho, uh, let's get I into what we've been that. watching. Oh yeah. I should probably turn my, uh, my ringer off. Um, again, brain's not functioning properly. Oh, it's just going to keep ringing. Um, I'm gonna. Is it a call or a text? Because now I want to hear it it's again. Text messages. I have got the ringer off. So it's... Dang it! Foiled. <laughs> um. Anywho, uh, let's get into what we've been watching. We're not going to go through our full list this week because we are on a little bit of a time crunch. But, um, Corey, what have you seen since the last time we have recorded? So I just need to mention this: that as crazy. The stuff that happened on Monday, I haven't been able to watch horror movies. Oh, <laughs> you know that has never happened to me in my life. But um, I haven't watched a whole lot. Been watching The Office, and um, I watched the new Candyman. Oh, which I'm teetering on loving. Yeah, there's so much in that movie that I just really loved. Um like non-spoiler things um i love the cast it's a beautiful movie too like yeah so like costuming like sets like use of color like it's just a beautiful movie on top you know besides Mm -hmm. everything else um yeah so not a lot this week i've been kind of crazy busy yeah i i've made up for your not watching horror movies i've been working my way through alex ross perry's uh, movies to watch in like list before like to understand Halloween um, so I've purchased too many movies uh, that I couldn't get access to because mm-hmm. um, there are a lot of older horror like 70s horror that just aren't streaming on anything like I had to buy um, uh, Audrey Rose um, oh, I, I bought like four on DVD uh, yeah well of course Shutter rotates oh. pretty quickly but um, I did I was really excited because there was one that was like I can't think of it, it was something the something of Jane or something. I can't think of what it is now, but I, I ended up that went on sale on voodoo for like six bucks. I was super excited about that. So I snagged that. Um, but what I've actually watched, cause some stuff I'm getting ready to watch or I'm waiting for the DVDs to come in. Um, I've watched a lot of horror. I watched uh, VHS for the first time, um, which I mainly watched because I really liked the night house and the director of the night house is uh, he's one, he's the best vignette in VHS. Like the, the best short in that I think is the hotel one. Um, and that is his, and I really like that one. Um, then I watched Burnt Offerings from 1976, uh, The Omen from 1976, which was a big gap movie for me that I'd not, never seen before, which freaking fantastic. And then uh, I'd never seen the original, The Amityville Horror, um, and that was on HBO Max, so I watched that, and um, man, just... I, I, I don't know if I just misremember how they ended the Ryan Reynolds one, which is definitely possible or if they end it completely differently than this one. Um, but I, I, I saw that one in the theater, like the Ryan Reynolds one 
when it came out, but I haven't seen it since. So like, I don't really remember it that well, but um, I really like the 79 and I've got several other movies I'm going to uh, get to um, some a little older, some a little more obscure, at least from my perspective. Again, my horror, I don't know. I feel like I've really come into uh, appreciating horror in a new way. I've always, I've always had some like liking of it, but I really, uh, it's never been a genre I've been pulled to, but I'm, I'm finding it more and more. And I also saw the new Candyman. also love it. I super impressed by a lot of it. And like, there's some really cool, just visualizations in that film, like, uh, dream state type stuff. Whereas like you see the city, that's kind of like, like you can't quite tell where the camera is. Cause it looks like the city both begins and ends where you're looking. It's just really, really cool stuff in that movie on top of some, really really using the genre to be allegorical in a powerful way and that's one of the things that horror lends itself to so well and the to me the best horror is that it is both scary on its surface but it's even scarier when you realize what's underneath it and i think Candyman excels at that um in big ways so i'm so sorry i am also having a brain moment and i don't function mm-hmm. well in the morning I did rewatch before my mishap on Monday. I was busy over the weekend. I watched the first Candyman and ah. we were kind of talking about this and I forgot, but I have seen the second one because I was misremembering some of the second one for the first yes. one. Yep. Yep. And then I've watched Slasher season one on Netflix. Yeah. I, I don't know what Slasher is, but um, it sounds like a horror thing. Um, it's an anthology. Cool. Show. Um. But yeah, I, I agree with that, with uh, the first Candyman. I, I've also, a lot of what I thought was in the first movie is in the second movie, um, yeah. I, which I had not seen the second movie, but I, I guess I'd seen enough of it to like be familiar with it. Or they pull scenes from the second one in the third movie, which is probable. Oh. Because that one I definitely saw. That one I saw in theaters. Um, it's without, apparently, I guess I knew enough of the first and second to like see the third one, but had not actively watched either. Um Here. All right, well, then that leads us to the movie of the week. We're going to be jumping into our review of The City of the Dead. Uh, if you've never listened to the show before, now's a good time to join. We we always start spoiler-free, and we will give plenty of warning before we get into spoiler of the plot. The City of the Dead came out in 1960. It is currently streaming on Shudder, but do check before you subscribe because it does rotate their movies frequently, which is a good thing. You always have something new to watch, but sometimes you might miss the thing you wanted to see. If you're not quick about it, it is directed by John Llewellyn Moxie, which is funny because or it might be Moxie, but we watch Moxie. We're going to say Moxie. <laughs> um, written by George Bax and Milton Sabatsky, Sub- Sabatsky, and uh, stars Patricia Jessel, Dennis Lotus, Christopher Lee, um, a couple other people worth mentioning, Tom Naylor, uh, Betty St. John, Venetia Stevenson, who's actually like the major character but she's listed very far down um and valentine dial because he's jethro and i think that's important to say um the synopsis is a young college student arrives in a sleepy massachusetts town to research with witchcraft during her stay at an eerie inn she discovers a startling secret about the town and its inhabitants um i i didn't know anything about this movie Corey picked it uh what drew you to this film Corey? um i have heard people talk about it um you know they like it i've never watched it and always looking to use my shutter account um and i don't i haven't seen a whole lot of christopher lee's work you know 
I mean, yeah, I, he, and he's not in this a lot. I mean, no. he's in it enough, but because it, it's a short movie too, it's only seventy-eight minutes. Um, Just my speech. which, yeah, which is nice. It's not it, you know, it, it gets to the point; it doesn't drag anything out. Um, things move relatively quickly. Um, so apparently, this also had a name of Horror Hotel at one point. Um, I always think it's so funny when they change the names of, you know, the titles of movies, depending on where it's being released. Yeah, it's the U.S. title was Horror Hotel. I guess they didn't think the City of the Dead would sell. Um, interesting. Uh, man, that's such, it's got such a B name to it, Horror <laughs> Hotel. I mean, the hotel is relevant, but it's not like at all the focal point. The City of the Dead is a much better title for this movie. Although that does make me think zombie and not witches. Um, like when, when, when you had it on the list, that was my instinct was that it was going to be zombie, uh, re, re, you know, related based on the, the city of the dead kind of thing, which I mean, it could also be vampires. You know, there's all, there's a lot of undead stuff outside of zombies, but. Cause horror hotel to me makes me think of like a Bates motel. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like someone's just going with, you know, murdering. Or, I mean, The Shining is all in a hotel, right? Like, it has very little to do with the actual, like, day-to-day function of a hotel, but definitely the uh, it is set in a hotel, and the hotel is prominent to why the it is haunted to a degree. So, um, yeah, I, uh, again, going into this absolutely blind, um, wasn't sure what to expect. I, I'm, I'm finding myself really, really into horror right now, maybe because of the world we're living in. It just feels like oh, I need, I, I need something <laughs> like that, yeah, I don't know. Oh, I, no. Again, I think I told the story when I put Candyman on, I put Candyman on the first one, the original to take a nap. Like I put it on thinking I'd already seen it. And you and guys that thought I was, it was weird. Yeah. Well, you know, and Matt said the same thing because Matt like rewatches the exorcist, like it's nobody's business. Apparently I've hit that level of horror appreciation where now it's like comfort stuff for me. Um, and I don't, I don't like agree with like the murders. Like I'm not rooting for that part of it, but I do. There's something about the escapism that horror offers that I'm finding a lot of solace in right now. And um, I've really like, again, my whole week's been horror movies and it hasn't been, I don't feel bad. I feel a little bit more of a catharsis from it than anything. And uh, although we're, we're going to be shifting gears severely in our next theme. I mean, this wasn't a horror theme month. It just happened to be we ended on a horror movie. But next month, um, I was watching our movie for that. And I I am I can't wait to talk about that movie, to be honest. I kind of wish I hadn't watched it before talking to you right Same. now. I kind of want to shift into that movie. But um, but I really did. I liked this film a lot. Uh, it's, it's fun to see. Because this does have a B-movie vibe. Like, the cast isn't super famous. Like, except for Christopher Lee, but even Lee's often more of a, an adjacent character. He's not often the, the lead, you know, he, he does these really great atmospheric roles or he, he's going to make you understand what the movie is, right? His character, the second he starts talking to Nan, I'm like, okay, I get the vibe of this film. I understand the tone. It's, it's taking itself serious, but it is a, at the same time, kind of a B horror film. Um, the, which, I think offers something to a horror film because everybody is, is in danger because you don't have a megastar, you know, that was like why scream was so controversial is because the megastar was drew Barrymore. She was all over the posters and they did something nobody expected because you had the big star. And, uh, but if you look back at like a lot of other horror films, when you don't know the people, everybody's in danger, which puts a different vibe 
to the movie because you don't know who's going to get out alive and you become attached to people. You're, you're worried, you're panicked. Um, I think there's a lot that can be read in this film uh, as good horror does that like the commentary about society at the time, the, the treatment of Nan versus like the men in her life and all of that. I think there's a lot there. Um, and of course the parallel to uh, the witch hunts of Salem and, and all of that, you know, like the accusations being levied at women because they were showing free will. And it was just a way to shut that down real fast. You know, it's like, ah, you're a witch. We'll kill her. Um, I think there's some parallels there that you can make with Nan's story and, and uh, kind of how everyone dismisses her desires and her goals, you know? Um, so it's, it's a really good movie. Definitely. It, it's on its surface. It's engaging. It's quick. It does exactly what it wants to do. It gets in and out. It, it satisfies the horror itch. But I think there's, as good horror can do, there's substance that you can pull from it, and thus I enjoyed it. Um, do you have anything non-spoiler? No. Then let's dive into the spoilers. Guys, from here on out, you're going to talk about, oh my god, the City of the Dead? No. <laughs> Great detail. Horror Hotel. We're talking Horror, horror Hotel. Horror Hotel! Um, you've been warned. <laughs> about the horror hotel don't don't stay here she never um, stays in a hotel again no i'm kidding i mean if well nan, didn't cure that what nan oh okay i thought you meant nan he's like Me. nan doesn't nan doesn't stay in a hotel ever again no she doesn't poor I, nan yeah poor nan oh man i i do think that it, i feel like sometimes it's oh man disturbing and also like just a sign of the times you know that like i'm jumping ahead here but the Mm -hmm. like the women need to be virginal but it like it's a societal expectation that you're virginal but then it also puts you at danger you know or puts you in danger of being sacrificed you know what i mean because you're pure yeah Um, i mean so that's an interesting kind of read on it too though because if you if you take that into it um it's almost saying don't be don't be too pure right like you have to live you have to be you know both because when you're too pure you're you're at risk for people who want to take advantage of you and if you are uh you know if you're too not pure like the like the witch's character um what is this so so elizabeth selwyn selwyn that's it um i'm like trying to pronounce that uh yeah, if you're Selwyn, you're a witch because you're too sullied. You know, you your hands are too dirty, uh, and then now you have to kill virgins apparently to stay alive forever. Um, yeah. So one qu- thing I was kind of unclear: the priest that was blind was he the same priest? Like, okay, so like, was everyone in the town alive forever, even though they weren't all like Satan worshippers? I don't. No, it because it doesn't make sense that he is much older than everyone else. Everyone mm-hmm. else has like stayed the same age, but he's yes. much older. But, but it is the same guy, alive. right? Right, because it's hundreds of years have gone by, right? Yeah, like three hundred years or something. Don't math. Don't talk about my math right now. You know what I mean? I was wondering that yeah. too. I'm not sure. And also his wife died. And I were we ever told why she died? No. And and but he has a daughter who's like unaware of all or the a granddaughter, granddaughter, right? Yeah. So who's unaware of everything. Now we've seen Christopher Lee has left the town, but he's still like 
apparently killing pigeons to like keep the the pact with the devil. So, like, I mean, maybe we're we're probably overanalyzing a plot of a seventy-eight minute movie that is definitely a B horror film, right? Like, it's but seriously, he's in the movie quite a few times, and if he isn't, then his granddaughter is, and mm-hmm. so I don't know. So, is it only people that are doing the sacrificing that are staying the same age, and maybe this is a new priest? Like, the priests I, are still coming in. Why would you want to be there? Yeah, well, exactly. Like, and it doesn't make sense that anyone knew would come to the town, but like, he clearly had a daughter or son that then had a daughter who came back to the town who seems to think that her grandpa is normal, right? Like, she seems unaware of everything else. So, is, is she immortal? Like, there's a lot of that part of it that I'm like, I don't understand that dynamic. Um, because everyone else around the town seems to act like no one goes to the town, right? Like, the, the gas station attendant is like, he's not evil. He seems very good, and, and like so, he's not like a trap or whatever. He genuinely seems like no, yeah, people don't go there. That's dangerous. Like, um, and I, I didn't. That part I felt was definitely confusing to the overall plot because she also the granddaughter leaves and goes to the school, right, looking for yeah, like Nance. So like, there's it. I don't know. Like that, the rules of that felt a little, little wishy washy. But the movie does such a good job of keeping me in the atmosphere that I was just like, okay, I don't fully understand what's happening, but I'm on board. Like, I'm, I'm rooting for I'm her. Like, I want her to do okay. But, uh, yeah, I was definitely thrown by a lot of that. Yeah. I was kind of waiting for her to be, like, part of the trap somehow. Like, yes, maybe she was going to, like, instigate, you know, the guys coming to look for Nan or something. Yeah. Or, like, you know, hurry it along. I don't know. I did also find um, the the big football player boyfriend of Nan to be a bit of a comedic element. Like if his character felt funny at the end, like he's like been stabbed, but he's still going to like, I've got just enough juice left, like to carry the giant cross. Like, <laughs> yeah. Um, I found some of that like funny, but not, not like in a horrible way or anything like that, but just like, it was like, Oh, okay, fine. That's fine. Um, uh, I'm look. I'm I'm looking at the Wikipedia plot summary, and I'm trying to like. Does it say anything? Like maybe I just didn't catch something, but nothing seems to be clarified about the grand the the priest or like or that. What is it? Patricia is the other girl. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Uh. It doesn't seem like there's any real answers to like how that all works. Um. I mean, the scenes in the movie are cool too. I. I love a good atmosphere. I love when she drives yeah. into town and it's like all foggy. We can tell it's a fog machine. Do I care? Not at all. I love it no. so much. I it's so it foggy. Yeah. So much. And it's just like laying on the ground all heavy. And we have all these cool old buildings. And um, when, like that also you mentioned like the sign of the time. Like she's so nonchalantly picks up a hitchhiker and like the fuck. <laughs> like it's so casual just like yeah yeah yeah, come on in the car i was like uh what's happening why are you doing this besides the fact that you were in a place that you do not know by yourself yeah it was just nuts that's so funny you want to be like well nothing happened to her yet you know it's like it's not the picking up the hitchhiker that is the bad decision apparently it's just going to the the witch town um i and also i gotta say i am Nan represents any nerd who over researches any kind of niche topic, right? Like, like I was totally feeling her. I'm like, I get this. This is the level in which I study film. 
in an obnoxious way that everyone else thinks is stupid and a waste of time. It's like, you're like I've traveled to this town to read books about a thing that most people don't believe in. <laughs> Maybe I'll find something in an attic because people are just going to open their homes and be like, yes, please go wrestling around in the attic. I mean, to be fair, they're pretty forthright with the content. Like they're not, they're not hiding it because they know she's not getting out anywhere, you know? Um, but like, they don't stop much from happening. Although uh, the, the mute girl. Um, Lottie, I think. Yes, I believe that is correct. Uh, not mentioned in the Wikipedia plot synopsis, but she's such a major role in the plot because she provides the uh, what the watch or something to um, to Patricia, like or gives the book back. She does something to like let Patricia know that Nan is is dead. Um, and poor Nan, poor Nan, because like the guys get out because even the the boyfriend, I think you're supposed to assume he's alive at the end, right? Bill, yeah. That's what it seemed like to me. Like, at least they were going to rescue him now, you know? Um, even though uh, Selwyn escapes, kind of. They never tell us why Lottie is there, right? Because they could have just used another witch, or did they? Um, I don't feel like so, no. It's just like, they kept her around, even though she seemed pretty, uh, pretty conflicted by comparison to everybody else. Um, she was just there, and I was like, okay, I guess. Like, she if if she's such a problem, why has she been kept around for so long? Yeah. Uh, it is a fair question. Man, the poster, one of the posters for the Horror Hotel definitely makes it look like a zombie movie. Is like, the faces are zombies. They are not witches. They don't, those faces are not in the movie. Um, it just says 300-year-old human blood, uh, human, wait, 300 years old, exclamation point. Human blood keeps them alive forever, which also makes it sound like they're drinking blood or that they are like uh, ingesting it or something. Right. Like, and that's not the case. They just have to make a sacrifice. So, yes, it is human blood that's keeping them alive, but not in the uh, and apparently not because Christopher Lee's killing pigeons. So it's not exclusive to human blood. It's just sacrifice. So that that tagline is bullcrap. Hollywood. Ugh. So I was looking at some uh, of the legacy stuff on the Wikipedia and I've not, uh, I don't feel like this is not fact check. I don't think this is something you need to fact check because you can just like watch the videos and see that it's there. But um, this movie's had some major influences on pop culture music. I was telling Corey this before we started recording, but Iron Maiden used clips of the film in, uh, in one of their music videos, King Diamond, a uh, punk band called UFX all use clips from the movie in their videos. Both uh, Rob Zombie and In This Moment have used uh, opening lines of Christopher Lee's uh, from this movie in respective songs, Dragula and uh, The Witching Hour. Um, I don't know if it's audio samples of Christopher Lee using the lines or if they just repurposed the lines from the movie. But either way, both of those songs. And then The Misfits wrote a song called Horror Hotel, which is the name of the American release. So, uh you know, a lot of metal bands apparently uh, took to this movie, um, which makes sense. And then uh, some dialogue was removed from the American version. And when TCM got the rights to the British version, they were added back in, I think. Um, so there's a few extra lines that we probably saw. I think the version we saw may have been that cut, uh, considering that it's it's not selling it as Horror Hotel. It's selling it as um, the original title, The City of the Dead. I... So, obviously, I wasn't alive in 1960, but yes. I felt like there were some things that I I would assume were kind of risque back then. Mm. Um, 
like when she is in her robe but she's also still in like her bustier and stuff yeah she takes off the robe like and i had to look up because in the lucy show didn't she and her husband have like separate beds on the show and i mean maybe in real life then but on the i've read this i can't remember a lot from the lucy show i think it was a required part of the uh the I forget. I'm gonna not remember the name of the board that was re- that would like oversee Hollywood stuff. But yeah, I think they that was one of the stipulations is they could not um, sleep in the same bed or like it had to be separate beds in the bedroom um, to you know hide it from Americans that married, couples, married couples slept together. Yeah. Um. So I just thought that that was interesting. It didn't bother me. It just it seemed a little out of place. I guess and. Maybe there are other older movies that, you know, I don't know. Did that seem a little risque to you? I Yeah, and I, I was a little surprised just at her, um, like, when she, I was like, whoa, what what is that about? Like, is, it was very, like, it did, I don't know if that, I know, like, underwear at that time was, like, more for, uh, like, torture, it seemed like, than underwear. But it also, that particular thing she had on seemed more like, in preparation for like a romantic evening than for just like casual underwear wear. You know what I'm saying? Like it looked very seductive versus it just being like, I threw underwear on because I had to wear underwear. Like I was like, were you planning on being with your, with your boy tonight? And it didn't work out because it was very like, I think she even had like the garter belt on or whatever. This wouldn't be a problem. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Here to die. No, I'm kidding. Um, Yeah. I just thought that it just kind of threw me off because it was a little, strange um i mean we obviously see way worse than that now no, i don't want to say worse but yeah. you know they're they're the the board has changed dramatically we, our best example i think that we've done on uh movie club was watching hitchcock's 70s film frenzy um when he was allowed to have nudity and things that he was not allowed in his earlier films and he definitely oh. uh went in on that you know like the, his ability to to have that um showed up pretty prominently in that movie oh yeah ah one of the movies that i ordered is coming today i just got the notification it's a there were two it was a three pack of movies but it was um two of them were on the list so i got the legacy and the sentinel uh which were both on um alex ross perry's horror list and then a movie that's i i don't know if it's pronounced as or if you just say sssssssss what i've never even heard of that yeah it's it was included with the three pack so i just was like well i the other if i bought the two movies separately it would have been 20 bucks but i got all three for 10 bucks so yeah i need you to add this to your list or is it on that list somewhere carnival of souls uh i don't think it's on that list but yes that movie is on my list because they they also talked about it um I think he left it off because I think that one's like a horror staple for most people, but you know, it's one I have not watched. I didn't know uh, about it until I blind bought it for, uh, Oh my God. Is it? Criterion? Criterion? Yeah. Yeah. But it's also streaming on uh shutter and I think it's on. It's on HBO. everything. Like, yeah, it's on Paramount. It's on uh, HBO. It's on shutter. Like, wow. And it's also free to watch on voodoo and Tubi TV. So like, there's a lot of options. Nice. Uh, for that particular one so yeah i definitely need to watch that it's one of my um, favorites. while i can um 
And I was also kind of surprised that they showed like that scene with her um, being like put on the altar and did they rip her shirt yeah. open and they're, you know. Yeah, and the, the cool wavy knife, um, you know, that's, that has the whole like sacrificial vibe to it. Yeah. Um, that then like, I love that it has this knife that feels very like intentional and sacramental even. And then like that knife gets knocked away and she just like breaks out like a pocket knife almost like it's like, well, do it anyway. It doesn't matter. We have some way to come like, uh, oh, they threw the knife. That's what it was. They threw the knife at him and it stabbed him in the back. But like, you know, that wasn't the guy they were sacrificing. So like they were about to break out like a butter knife kind of thing. And it's like, ah, we'll we'll kill him some way. I'm like, wait, I thought that knife was important because it looks so, you know, symbolic. But apparently, no, it's just a knife. It's just a regular knife. I mean, yeah, they found it at like the flea market. They thought it was cool. <laughs> at the flea market and their dead to... town. Well, where where else would you have a flea market but a dead town? That's where they pop up, right? Like, oh, this was a mall at one point, but now it's just a flea market. Um, and we're not going to talk about um, Alan Driscoll, the uh, professor sending her there to be. And also, they're making a lot of assumptions in this movie, just that this girl is a virgin in the first place. Fair. I mean, maybe they have, like, witch powers that tell them, like, like a divining rod. She, like, um, gives off an aura. <laughs> like, yeah. the divining rod. Yeah. It's just, like, the knife points to the virgin. It's like, ah, no, no, I'm not a virgin. And the knife just keeps pointing. Like, ah, fine. Um, yeah, I, I mean, maybe. I don't know. Uh, I don't think they ask her. But, yeah, they definitely, uh, bold assumptions. Um, and why was she chosen? Uh, I think it was he was able to convince her to go, right? Like maybe that's all it was. Um, okay. I felt like it was, he might've picked her, but maybe that's probably why he's uh, a college professor, right? Like he, he lures in the girls kind of tracks them down and, you know, makes them interested in the witchcraft story and sends them off to this hotel. Uh, there's, I mean, they've been doing something like this for thousands of, or for 300 years. Yeah. Um, so I'm not sure what their, their normal routine is. Uh, and I, I had not heard of candle candle moss was the, <laughs> the before this. So I don't know if that's a real like witch holiday or if that was just made up for this movie. Um, and uh, yeah, but in the 13th hour was like, I'm like, is that, does that mean 1 PM? Cause that's what like military time says. That's 1 PM. Is that what it is? It's right. not, it's not that. Oh, okay. Thanks movie. I wasn't sure. <laughs> Um, we just we just assume there's a 13th hour is it like the 13th like was, floor on buildings that we pretend isn't there i guess a candle moss is real it's the christian feast of the presentation of jesus at the temple oh wow okay and also a swedish death metal band that makes sense epic doom metal band sorry yeah i think interesting okay Well, um, overall, though, I liked it. I, I don't have much else to say about it uh, at this point. It's not a long movie, and we've hit most of the big plot points. Is there anything else you want to uh, to reference? No. Well, then, folks, I think that's going to wrap us up for uh, two things. It's going to wrap us up for uh, this particular movie, The City of the Dead, or Horror Hotel, as it might have been called uh, in another time, in another place. Um, but also for Stream With Me, our August 2021 theme uh where we were watching movies that were now streaming on any service but we did go to we went netflix and shutter because well 
what we had. Uh, I went to two Netflix originals that I'd been meaning to watch. And Corey went um, with two Shutter, Well, one Shutter original, um, which I liked a lot. The Vicious Fun, which we talked about, but The City of the Dead. But that leads us into next month's theme. We like to introduce what we're going to be talking about for the month of September 2021 before we end this episode. And our theme for September 2021 is representing. And these are movies with a diverse uh, cast or a diverse director. Um, the idea being that it's not uh, just a white guy telling a white story. It is um, we're trying to branch out and make sure we're covering other areas. Um, so our movies for the month, we have Hustle and Flow, which I don't believe is streaming on anything right now, but you can get it on digital uh, through any of the, the pay services. Um, a movie called Atlantics from 2019 that I'm not super familiar with. Um, but that's Corey's pick. I'm looking forward to, to checking that one out. That one is on Netflix. Uh, we're watching Bong Joon-ho's film Mother from 2009, uh, which, again, I think you can... It was on Hulu, I think, for a little bit because they got Parasite and they got a lot of his other movies at that time. It may not be there anymore, um, but that is available to rent digitally. And then Sweetheart, another Netflix original, um, also not familiar with, but I'm, I'm excited to check out both of Corey's picks because I know she put a lot of thought into these movies because she was really wanting to, uh, to find things that we had not both seen, which is, I, I appreciate it's fun. Um, I feel like it's more fun to talk about. Yeah. I mean, I like to, I like to revisit things and sometimes, uh, I, I often have not been revisiting things because I always feel like I should be watching something I've never seen before. Um, but sometimes you need a comfort movie. You know, you got to go back to, to the well and um, and see what's there. Uh, Atlantics has good reviews, so I'm excited about that one. And then, um, yeah, and I'm looking forward to next month. I, I we've, like, I've kind of alluded to, I've already watched all but 10 minutes of our movie for next week. Um, and I am very excited to, uh, oh, Sweetheart has been on my radar for a long time. Um, okay, cool. Because Kiersey Clemens is in it who's in Hearts Beat Loud, and that, she's so good in that movie. Um, so yeah, I'm, oh, I'm extra excited now. Uh, so next month is going to be really fun. Looking forward to, to diving into these stories and talking about them with Corey. Uh, then we have three months left, so three more themes before we get into 2022 already. These years just fly by. Um, and, you know, we're, this is, we're over halfway through our fifth year of recording Movie Club, uh, Right. It's crazy the amount of movies that we've watched uh, just because of this podcast. Because, again, every week we try to watch something we've never seen before. And that just means we're constantly uh, branching out of our comfort zones and filling that gap list one check at a time. So if you like what we're doing here at Movie Club Podcast, we ask that you take just a minute to rate and review the show. Um, give us that five star rating on whatever podcatcher you utilize so that people will help. Uh, hopefully find us listen to us and then follow us on social media where i am at burke reviews and Corey at Corey r star two r's on the end and if i seem more cognizant and awake than usual it's because it's the morning and not 11 o'clock on friday <laughs> night. so uh with that folks we say keep watching movies hey this is matt from what i watched tonight come join me in the back row for movie discussion retrospective episodes with guests director-focused shows, end-of-year rankings, start-of-the-year predictions, and much, much more. There's more going on in the back row than you might think. This has been
been a Burke Reviews podcast. BurkeReviews.com. <laughs>